Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome friends to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got a lot of hard hitting questions and our first story of the day is from Nadia AITA. Am I the jerk for not allowing my mother to visit my sick child in hospital? This all happened a few months ago but my mom keeps bringing it up so I'm wondering if I did something wrong. My girlfriend Nadia and I have been together for almost 4 years. Nadia has a young daughter from a past relationship. She's a wonderful mother who I'm lucky to have met. I'm so grateful I get to be in her and her daughter's life. My mom hates Nadia. My mom believes that Nadia forced me to give up my life early, raise a bee child. My mom is constantly shaming Nadia for giving birth very young and is always telling her that she's wasting my youth. Despite never meeting my daughter, my mom believes that Nadia is a terrible mother and a gold digger. Obviously, Nadia and I rarely speak to my mother. A few weeks ago, my daughter fell ill and had to be hospitalized and taken in for surgery. She's alright now, but at the time, Nadia and I were extremely scared and worried. When I found out that my daughter was in the hospital, I immediately drove to the hospital with my sister. Sometime during the drive, my sister, who has an on and off relationship with my mother, called my mom and told her about the situation. I was too concerned and panicked that I didn't really register what my sister was doing at the time. My mom met Nadia and me at the hospital while we were anxiously waiting for our daughter to get out of surgery and gave the both of us a hug. At the time, I didn't really care who was with us as I was too nervous and jittery. My mom started to ask Nadia about what happened, how she ended up at the hospital, etc. She seemed very concerned for our daughter, even calling her her granddaughter. My mom started saying things like, this wouldn't have happened if you were a capable mother, or this has never happened to any of my four children. She was speaking softly and her tone was almost nonchalant, so I barely registered what she was saying at first. Instead of listening to her anymore, I stood up and asked her to freak off. She looked offended, but I told her that I never wanted to see her again. She left clearly annoyed. Later on, my sister told me that I came off very harsh. I didn't allow my mom to visit our daughter when she was recovering at home or even in the hospital. I didn't want to deal with all of her drama. My sister told me that I was being unfair to my mom who wanted to see her grandchild and that I was being inconsiderate to her feelings. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. She was ready to disown and never be a part of this kid's life right up until the emergency. I don't know if anything flicked on actually inside of them, but considering all that past behavior, no matter how much caring and concern they can put on or appear to have, you can't just immediately jump into acting like a caring grandmother now, can you? After everything, you've got to actually earn that and work up to that, right? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Well Freak Me, I guess. Am I the jerk for calling my sister-in-law ableist? My wife, female 27, and I, female 25, were shopping for baby things with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. 
and we stopped at a cafe for some lunch. My sister-in-law, female 32, ran into us with her husband and toddler, and my father-in-law invited them to sit with us. My wife and I aren't talking to sister-in-law at the moment because of how judgy she's been about how I handle my pregnancy, such as my decision to continue to exercise, because it's not how she's handling hers. So it was very awkward. I'm an amputee, so I brought some items to help me look after the baby with more ease without a right hand. Sister-in-law started looking into our shopping bags and pulled out a machine that makes bottle prepping easier and said that she didn't know we were so lazy. I tried to explain that I bought some things to make life easier as an amputee and I don't want to have to struggle with accessibility. She said that life isn't supposed to be easy and didn't listen when I said that so many things are made to be used with two hands by default. And I don't want to make life harder for myself when I don't have to. She then decided to say that I should have thought about being able to put together a bottle before we try to get pregnant. And my wife told her we did think about it and that's why we're buying stuff like this. She said we were cheating and here's where I might be the jerk. I said that she's being ableist and that I hope she never has a disabled child because she would be a terrible mother to them if she thinks that making small adaptations is cheating. She shut up and was very sheepish for the rest of lunch. I've since gotten a message from my mother-in-law asking me to apologize because sister-in-law is really upset and is stressing about the possibility of having a disabled baby and not being able to cope and that she was just ignorant and not acting out of malice. Should I apologize for what I said? Absolutely not the jerk here. How is doing anything that makes anything easier for you, disability or not, a cheating thing? Before OP put them in their place, if they thought making small adaptations is cheating, I would love to ask them what they think about maybe like the Special Olympics versus the regular Olympics. Are most of the people that compete in the Special Olympics that have some kind of assistance or aid, are those all cheaters? I would love to see if they got stumped on that realization. It's like saying you got something stuck on your dish and you can't use a scrubber to get it off because that's cheating. You just gotta get to work with your hands. Nobody said washing the dishes was ever going to be easy. Our next story is from AITA, Not So Happy Trip. Am I the jerk for refusing to comfort my stepbrother or let him come to a trip my dad and I are having? My 15-year-old female, parents divorced when I was four. My dad remarried when I was eight. He doesn't have kids with his wife, but they have my step-siblings, Josh, 9-year-old male, Luca, 16-year-old male, and Sophia, 19-year-old female. Josh's dad, a different dad from Luca and Sophia, is not in the picture and so he's attached to the hip with my dad that's fine i don't really care but i'll admit that he's made things very difficult for my dad and i to have solo time when i go to his house my stepmom always tries to make my dad bring him when he and i do stuff together but my dad knows that i don't like that and thus respects my decision and leaves josh at home he's very jealous of me and disrupts whatever my dad and i are doing If my dad's helping me with something, he stays in the room and tries to get his attention. If we're watching TV together, he purposely sits in the middle of us and complains the whole time, etc. I know he's a kid, and I get he loves my dad, but to be honest, I don't like being around him. Now, my dad and I love fishing, and it's one of the few trips we do together and our real solo time. We never take Josh because 
it's honestly exhausting. We tried it twice, but it was horrible and I asked my dad if we could just go just us from now on, and he said yes. My stepmom and Josh didn't take it well, but had to suck it up. Now next weekend, my dad and I will have the trip again. We do it like four to five times a year, and Josh asked to come, which I said no. He called me a horrible sister and that it's my fault dad doesn't love us the same way. We began to cry, and I just closed my door and went to do homework again. My stepmom found him throwing a fit in the hallway, and when my dad came back from work, she ripped me one for not comforting him. She demanded that we take Josh to the trip, and my dad asked me if we could, but I said no, that I didn't want to, and he said he'll figure something out to do with him. My stepmom packed her and Josh's stuff and left to stay with her parents. Luca didn't want to go because he also thinks Josh is spoiled, but Sophia is calling me a witch for not letting Josh come with us. While it's nice to include Josh and it's important to make Josh feel valued and included in activities, OP completely deserves some solo time with their own biological father, and if these fishing trips are the one main way to get that, they deserve to have that and no amount of hissy fit from Josh is going to change that. So, I think OP's not the jerk. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Serena's phone. Am I the jerk for pressuring my dad to pay for my girlfriend's phone repairs? My girlfriend Serena and I have been together for two and a half years. She's lovely and I can't imagine not spending my life with her. Most of my family, but especially my dad, loves Serena. It's sweet to watch them interact, and it's very obvious that he's very fond of her. A few months ago, my dad and Serena went on a hike on a mountainous trail. According to Serena, my dad was holding Serena's phone trying to take a picture of the view and accidentally dropped it. He dropped it over the cliff, so it took her almost an hour trying to locate it, and when she did, it was cracked terribly. It was no longer usable and basically hanging on a thread. My dad apologized profusely and kept stressing about his slippery fingers. When this happened, Serena wasn't too mad and I got her a new phone. My dad seemed apologetic and I was more than willing to get Serena a new phone, so I didn't think much about it. A few weeks ago, my dad, Serena, and I went on a run. Midway through, my dad remembered that he was late for something and asked Serena for her phone to call a taxi. While he was taking the call, he dropped the phone, cracking her screen and her screen protector. It wasn't as bad as the first time, but still pretty bad. He apologized once more and Serena wasn't too upset. She paid for her own repairs and told him that everything was alright. A few days ago, Serena and I were at a family dinner, and my dad accidentally dropped Serena's phone into a bowl of hot water. Serena doesn't remember giving it to him and he claims that he knocked it into the sink. At this point I'm annoyed. Serena is a very careful person and she's dealt with more than enough phone troubles in the last year. Serena politely asked him to pay for the repairs and he refused, telling her that he was a poor old man that made a small accident. I stepped in and told him that he should pay for it considering that it's his fault that this happened. He declined and made a fuss about how his wealthy son is exploiting him for money. Serena and I had to leave early. Serena has already paid to get her phone fixed, but I'm still pressuring him to pay her back. A few of my family members think that I shouldn't make this my hill to die on. 
It's just incredibly weird, you know, the way that this guy broke the phone three different ways, three different times. It's one of those situations that's so bizarre to the point where you're like, well, that can't be targeted, right? Why would they do that? But then at the same time, you're like, but it seems so specifically targeted. Who drops somebody else's phone twice and then does it one more time, unprompted into a bowl of hot water? This is targeted, right? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments. Our next story is from Like the Comedian. Am I the jerk for yelling at another parent during pickup? My son's name is Robin. It's just those five letters. It's not a nickname. The mom of one of the kids in his class is convinced his name is Robert. She volunteers at pickup. I'll drive up and she'll go get my son yelling, Robert, Robert. Now the first few weeks I brushed it off because learning the names of a bunch of different kids is hard. I would just tell her when she came back over with my son, actually his name is Robin. I have said this almost every single day for over a month now. Last week I saw her at a school function and went up and introduced myself and basically said, I'm Robin's father. You might recognize me from pickup. By the way, his name isn't Robert. Her response confounded me. She said Robin is a girl's name. It's unisex, but it's way more common for boys, so what? and not a good nickname for Robert, so she'll call him his real name instead. I tried to correct her since Robin isn't a nickname, but she wandered away. The next time she walked up to my car, I got annoyed and said, I'm here for Robin. R-O-B-I-N. She did it again. On Friday when she called my son Robert, I asked her what her problem was in a very loud voice. I shouted loud enough that a teacher ran over. The volunteer mom ran away and I tried to explain. The teacher looked at me like I had three heads and said she would go get my son. I got an email later asking me to come in Monday for a meeting. I don't know how to approach this. Should I apologize for the yelling? Should I demand an apology for the constant disrespect? Should I ask the mom not be allowed to volunteer anymore? Or at least not get my son? I feel like I try to be reasonable, but maybe I was too sensitive. I don't think OP's overreacting here. I think OP's not the jerk. The bottom line, this is about being respectful of a kid and their parent. If your child has a perfectly reasonable legal name and this volunteer parent can't accept that, then that is seriously messed up and she has some issues. It's straight up disrespectful to be corrected so many times and then to turn around and still call them the absolute wrong thing. Our next story is from Better Day 5097 Am I the jerk for telling my husband that I'll continue to sleep on the bed naked as long as his friend keeps barging into the room? I'm female, 29. My husband's male, 34. Best friend Jacob, male, 30, moved in with us. He's quiet and doesn't make a mess around the house like brother-in-law used to while he lived with us. However, Jacob has this habit of walking into the bedroom randomly to take stuff from my husband's closet. Say, a watch or a shirt. He does it more frequently and it's gotten increasingly annoying. I felt like my privacy was being violated because I'm a private person. I'd like to have quiet time reading or meditate. I tried to speak up on the issue but got brushed off by both of them. Last week, Jacob barged in at 11pm and interrupted my sleep. I was sleep deprived the whole day at work. I got fed up so... What I had decided to do is start sleeping on top of the bed, full naked whenever I'm there. Last night, Jacob walked in at 10pm while I was there, and when he saw me, he let out a loud crap and quickly turned around and rushed out. 
I started hearing a commotion outside, so I got dressed to see what was going on. I was met with a lot of yelling and scolding and shaming from my husband saying I was out of line to expose his brother to such a horrendous sight. I asked what he meant, and he yelled at me to stop acting dumb. I said I felt frustrated after my privacy got violated, and he went on about how Jacob was only there to grab something, which literally takes seconds, then went on about how I made him uncomfortable while describing my behavior as slutty. The arguments got heated and he told me to start putting on some decent clothes and act like a lady instead of the aforementioned word since it's his room too and he already gave permission. I got mad and told him loudly that I'll keep sleeping on the bed naked as long as Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. His friend keeps walking in the room and then I walked off. He didn't stop complaining and complaining, saying I'm being ridiculous, and even suggested that this was an attempt for me to make Jacob move out. Am I the jerk? We're still arguing about it till this morning. I mean, I don't think I would necessarily go about the method that OP was taking to deal with this, but I don't think they're the jerk because A, if they're in their bedroom, they have every right to lay there, clothes, no clothes, doesn't matter, on their bed. And while it might not be much of an inconvenience to one party, to another, having some dude just barge into the room, albeit a few seconds, almost every day, every other day, or multiple times a week at least, that would be highly annoying. It would annoy me greatly, I know that, so I think OP is not the jerk. Our next story is from Horror Network 5044. Am I the jerk for telling five-year-olds that they couldn't play with my trampoline? I'm a 32-year-old female who has two kids. Both of my kids have wanted a trampoline since they were six. I saved money for six months to buy the trampoline, and all of my kids are grateful for it. The trampoline was hard to get, and my kids wanted the expensive one, so if someone broke the trampoline, then there wouldn't be another one. All of my kids use it a lot since it was the most expensive thing I got them, and we shared a lot of memories on it. I have a neighbor who has three kids who are the age of five. One day, all three kids and their family asked us if they could play on the trampoline. I said yes, and they'd been coming for a few months now. The family's low income, and I feel bad for the kids. However, one day, they broke the trampoline. It wasn't just a tiny hole I could fix in a few minutes, it was a huge hole in the middle of the trampoline. You could guess how I was feeling, and I banned them from coming on the trampoline. 
They didn't even feel bad. No kidding, this is what they said. Well, if you're so rich, then you should just get a replacement. I couldn't get another trampoline since I'm low income myself and my kids were disappointed. My friends say I was overreacting and that I should still let them on it. A big hole in the middle of the trampoline? Is that even like fixable? Like, don't you have to just go and get a whole new inner section for a trampoline? Honestly, I don't care what kind of income level you are. I don't think that's an insignificant purchase regardless. I mean, obviously you can have so much money that it just doesn't matter. But unless you really don't care, it's probably going to spend enough for you to be like, man, I wish you didn't have to spend that much money regardless. Also, imagine if any of these kids got seriously hurt. They'd probably be coming after OP and their rich person money. Our next story is from Positive Bean. Am I the jerk for not wanting to talk to my sister after she didn't invite me to her wedding? So I, 19-year-old female, have two half-sisters, Haley, 30-year-old female, and Sarah, 32-year-old female. Before my dad met my mom and had me, he was married to Mary, 60-year-old female, and had Haley and Sarah. My dad wasn't happy in their marriage, and after around 15 years of being married, they filed for divorce. Two to three years later, my dad met my mom, and they fell in love. My dad didn't want to start a relationship because he didn't want to hurt Haley's and Sarah's feelings, but eventually decided to have me with my mom, which didn't turn out to be a problem since Haley and Sarah were ecstatic to hear that they were getting a baby sister. They also never had a problem with my mom. They like her and my mom's always there to help them when they need help, which is why I was devastated when she didn't invite me to her wedding. In 2018, my dad told me Sarah was getting married and I was overjoyed. I know her fiancé and her really nice and I was super excited to go dress shopping since I thought I would be invited to. I wasn't because Sarah's mom Mary never wanted to see me. She's basically been ignoring my existence ever since I've been born. My dad and sisters always took care so that I wouldn't run into her when staying at Sarah's place for example. Sarah never told me I wasn't invited to go dress shopping. I found out by Haley telling me what a nice dress they picked out. I was taken aback, but didn't think too much about it. My sister's wedding was in Italy, and when my dad booked the ticket to go, I realized I wasn't invited, since he only booked one. My mom had warned me after they got engaged that I probably wouldn't be invited and to not get my hopes up but I didn't think Sarah actually wouldn't invite me because her mom can't cope that my dad moved on and had a child with another woman. What hurt most though is that Sarah never told me I wasn't invited. No text, letter, talk, nothing. She just moved on with her life like it never happened. She never tried to talk to me about it. When I saw her at family gatherings after, she only made small talk with me as if nothing happened. Ever since I kind of detached myself from her and didn't go over to her place with my dad or anything, after a couple of months I completely stopped talking to her because I noticed my mental health was suffering and I decided to do what's best for myself, which is going no contact and avoiding her at family gatherings or not going all together. It's been four years and my dad asked me to maybe talk it out with her. He doesn't want to pressure me to do anything but he says that family's important and that he would like it if we got along. He also told me that he never knew she never told me I wasn't invited, that she told him she had talked to me. He understands I'm upset and he doesn't want to get involved, he just told me how he felt. She's also been trying to reach out to me a couple of months ago by asking my dad if he could ask me to have a talk with her, 
which is why he brought it up in the first place. Am I the jerk for not wanting to talk to my sister since it's been so long? Should I just get over it? I think even if it was like within the first year of that happening, you know, maybe it could still be somewhat salvageable or you could have that heart to heart. But after turning the cold shoulder and just outright ignoring you for four years and then not having the spine to do it yourself and having to get somebody to ask you by proxy, I think you have every right to turn that down because, I mean, it just, it's been too long. Everything's just been too telling up to this point. This next story is from Odd Trifle 2604 Am I the jerk for not buying my kid food? This morning, I asked both my kids what they wanted for breakfast. One requested an omelet, the other waffles. Omelet kid ate, waffle kid refused. We went to church where Mr. Waffle cried about being hungry. I reminded him of the breakfast he refused. I stopped on the way home and bought a lunch for me and omelet only. Waffles were reheated for lunch. My boyfriend says that I'm the jerk for eating in front of him. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk because when I put myself in OP's shoes, I'm thinking about how this kid purposely looked you in the eyes and said, I want waffles. You take the time and effort to make those waffles for them and then they just say, no, I don't want them. Well, you must not be too hungry then, maybe you'll want them later. I think it's a good exercise to teach the kid to be happy with what they asked for originally and also to not be wasteful. Our next story is from End of the Bread. Am I the jerk for tricking my boyfriend's daughter into eating the ends on the bread? I, 27-year-old female, have been dating Ben, 32-year-old male, for two years now. Ben has a 12-year-old daughter, Sam. I met Sam about a year ago when it didn't go very well at the beginning. Sam not wanting someone to replace her mom. I'm not trying to do that. And a whole problem of she still wants her parents to get back together. Ben and her ex got divorced three years ago, 50-50 custody. I'm the first serious relationship with Ben, which makes it harder for Sam. Sam and Ben do therapy and it got better. I sometimes join for it, but that's rare and it is by Sam or Ben invite. Anyways, it is better now, but Sam has a habit of, if it's something I enjoy, she likes to take it. An example is I love the color green. Sam does not, but will go and grab something of my favorite color and there's none left. Or if I say I can't wait to eat that leftover, she'll go and eat it. It's small petty stuff and really doesn't affect me in the long run, but it can be annoying. So last month I went to make a sandwich and the only thing left was the butt of the sandwich pieces. I was being sarcastic when I said I loved the end pieces. Well, Sam heard that and from that point on, she would go out of her way to eat the end pieces. It took me a while to get what she was doing and every time she would do it, she would be miserable. She really hates the end pieces. I thought she would stop on her own since she didn't like it. Well, today is when it blew up. I made some French toast and basically used half the loaf of bread. It was all well until Sam asked why I didn't use the end pieces. I told her that I don't like eating them at all. She got shocked and started to freak out. She went on that I tricked her and Ben took her side saying I shouldn't have tricked his kid. I'm a jerk and to get out. I'm shocked this was such a big deal and told my friend who thinks it's funny and that those two need to get over themselves. Yeah, this is a situation where OP wasn't even intentionally trying to do anything. I don't think OP was consciously aware of tricking them into anything. I mean, they recognized the behavior enough to the point where they realized why it was happening, 
but I don't think OP ever formulated a plan of Mwahaha, let's get them to eat the ends of bread. What does OP have to gain from that? Why would OP decide, you know what, yes, this is what I must do to get back at them. And our final story of the day is from Only Girl and Family. Am I the jerk for telling my husband I don't want his family to see our daughter until they can treat all of our kids equally? My husband and I have four kids, three boys, Jackson, 20, Michael, 17, and Nicholas, 16, and a girl, Charlotte, 14. Before Charlotte, the last girl born into my husband's family was my husband's grandmother. When we announced that we were pregnant with a girl, his family went crazy. We've gotten more presents from his family for Charlotte than we've gotten for all our sons combined. Heck, we had a two-bedroom house when we got pregnant with Charlotte, and his family bought us a three-bedroom house so she could have her own room. My mother-in-law and father-in-law set up a room for Charlotte in case we wanted a weekend off, and she immediately became the center of attention at family gatherings. I started working after having Charlotte, and every nearby family member wanted to babysit. Charlotte has grown up extremely spoiled by these family members. Every birthday or holiday, she gets more presents than all of the boys combined. She even gets presents on the boys' birthdays, and sometimes she gets nicer presents than they do. I've talked to them about treating the kids equally, and they said they would, but nothing would change. I wanted to hire a babysitter, but my husband refused because his family was still willing to babysit for free. The boys don't like to see this side of the family anymore, but Charlotte loves them. My mother-in-law and father-in-law opened a savings account with her so they could give her money without us or her brothers knowing. Both of my husband's sister-in-laws pick Charlotte up from school and take her shopping, out for manicures, and when she has a day off of school, they go on day trips. Charlotte's birthday just passed, and she got a new iPhone 14 from her grandparents, a new iPad Pro, and accessories from her two nearby aunts, and the relatives that live a little farther away sent thousands of dollars. The birthday party was the last straw. The people that sent Charlotte hundreds of dollars gave my younger two boys $20 and nothing for Jackson. Nobody wanted to come over on the birthdays and nobody even got them a present like Charlotte's. I told my husband, I don't want his family to see Charlotte until they can learn to treat the kids equally. But he says we can't keep them away from her considering all they've done for us. Charlotte obviously wants to keep in contact with them. They buy her whatever she wants and take her to Disneyland, Universal Studios, spa days, shopping on Rodeo Drive, etc. and treat her like a princess in general. My husband and I can't agree on what to do with his family. He doesn't want to do anything because they bought us a freaking house, babysat us for free for years will most likely pay for her college and a car and a place to live while in college, and helped get us into a better financial situation, but then treating Charlotte like this is hurting the boys. I would say this is either a situation where OP's either not the jerk or everybody's a jerk in this situation. I mean, the fact of the matter is, after everything, Charlotte is 14 years old, and there was more than enough time to barricade or curb that kind of behavior from all of the relatives well before it got to any point today where you're like, okay, that's it. That's just been too many thousands of dollars thrown at her. I'm finally going to put my foot down in this house that they bought for me. 
I just think they were purchasing OP's compliance for years now, and as bad as it makes OP feel, it could have been stopped a long time ago. What do you guys think? Is OP the jerk here? Is OP not the jerk? Is everybody a jerk? I'd love to know what you guys think in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk here story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.